I'm Noah. And I'm Ben. And you're listening to Product Journey. Hey, good morning, Ben. Hey, Noah. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. I guess it's not actually morning for you, just for me. It's, but I'll still say good morning. Yeah, it's absolutely not. <laughs> just finished work. Yeah, ho- hopefully you didn't just uh, wake up. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I just came back from work. <laughs> nice. How are how are things going? You feeling uh, good about everything over there? Definitely, yes. Um, actually feeling pretty, pretty excited. I'm making good progress um, over the last week. And... Um, I feel we should mention that this is episode 30 already. <laughs> oh, man. Yes. Episode 30. <laughs> that is pretty crazy. It's gone pretty fast. I feel like the weeks. Yeah. Ever since we started this podcast, I think my life has started uh, flying by. <laughs> it's I, I, I'll blame it on the podcast. I actually feel that I do reflect more on what I have done in the past week. It's kind of funny. I think that's actually a big plus. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's it's definitely a big plus. Um, getting to think through the details of what you're doing. I mean, I think anyone, yeah, anyone building something, I think should start something like this. You know, you don't, I guess, necessarily have to put it out in public, but it's at least good to write something down, think yeah, through yeah. all these things, because um, I think it helps. Yeah, definitely. Kind of gives you an idea of where you're at, where you're going. Uh, so it's been good. For me, it's also because when I get this feeling of not having accomplished much, and then I basically collect what I what I actually did, <laughs> there's a huge discrepancy sometimes, and I'm like, oh wow, you did actually do way more than you thought. <laughs> so that's good. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, and there's like it's interesting how you see there's some weeks where it's like maybe there's not necessarily like uh like actual like oh, yeah. thing like concrete things that got done but there was still decisions being made things you're thinking through which yeah, yeah. is important like those times are really important in the the journey as well yep so uh yeah so episode 30 yeah um so how was your week um my week was my week was really good um I think, uh, so I guess one kind of plus of the COVID-19 stuff <laughs> is um, I feel like it's starting to not affect me too much. Like, obviously, I know there's people out there that it's it's a, you know, it's a really hard thing for either, you know, they're, they're sick or, you know, it's affecting their business. So I feel bad for those people. Um, but I guess I'm talking more about mentally, like, you know, the first week or two, um I could not focus at all and it was really affecting me and I would, you know, check, check on it all the time. It's now almost started to get, just be normal (laughs) for me already, (laughs) where it's just like, I know that's going on. It's just kind of what life is now. And I kind of (laughs) moved on in that, uh, I can, I can kind of move on with life, which is good. Um, so it's not affecting me too much in a negative way that way. So that's good. Um, yeah. So yeah, this uh, this week was really good. Um, I felt like I made a lot of progress on what I'm building, which I think I'm gonna need to get a new domain name <laughs> because <laughs> um, kind of from what I was talking about last week, I'm kind of pivoting a little bit and user engine doesn't really make sense anymore. My target users are not uh, necessarily like product managers and 
you know, user engine is kind of built on the idea that you're using your users to kind of help you um, move forward, make decisions about your business where I'm kind of moving into like the support area, which I think we talked about. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm looking at some different names that could be better for that area, but I haven't landed on something cause I don't have to yet. Like there's no need to rush that there until, you know, I'm ready to put something out. So, yeah, but yeah, um, made a lot of progress. I'm starting to build an MVP. And so I landed on, um, basically I tried to figure out what's like a really small scope that would allow me to build something quickly, get it out there. And then at the same time, kind of the main goal would be to basically start conversations with customers that hopefully would want to use this MVP, but also people that I can start learning from to kind of build on top of. Um, and so I landed on building on the intercom marketplace Yeah, and, uh, I landed on building on the Slack, uh, marketplace. So it's kind of like an integration between Slack and intercom mm. and kind of the benefit I've seen there is really just distribution. So like Slack, like there's a lot of people that browse that app directory from, from the people I've talked to and, you know, find stuff there. And then obviously it's kind of the same on intercom. <clears throat> so I'm hoping that just being there and having something that is, you know, a, at least a little tool helpful to somebody, I can start to get introduced to more people that uh, I can start learning from and hopefully they'll, they'll want to use it. Yeah, um, that makes sense. Yeah. So I've been kind of playing around with the Slack API, which is really cool API and also the intercom API and just kind of, I guess how I typically start my MVP is, you know, obviously kind of figuring out what I'm building, what's the scope, kind of a little bit of a plan around that. But then I kind of dive into the unknown stuff, like <laughs> the things that I don't know exactly how it's going to work. Um, <clears throat> so like one of the things that I want to do is basically make like a report to send to Slack. So using like mm, intercom yeah. data, stuff about about your support um how that's going and stuff, make a report, send it to Slack for like a weekly report. And one of the things I want to be able to do is, you know, like have graphs and charts and things like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's not really a way to do that in Slack. Um, <laughs> like you can't really just send, make a graph and uh, just put it on their channel. Um, and so that was one of the things I tackled first is because it's kind of an unknown, an unknown of like, uh, I'm not sure how possible this is. Um, but I found some ways to make it work where basically there's this really cool API where <clears throat> you can basically hit an endpoint with different uh, parameters and data and it will create an image that is a graph mm, um, yeah, that's or it could be any kind of chart and it just creates an image for you. And then I can use that to upload it to Slack so yeah. that it basically just looks like you have a graph and chart right within slack but it's really just an image um so that was pretty cool so that was like one of the first things i figured out so i got that working um <clears throat> figuring out how to um, use the intercom api um so yeah i kind of have some basic bolts kind of working um i'm just gonna have to kind of put it all together make it a lot more smooth 
Um, the onboarding part will be a big part of it is like kind of setting them up um, through Slack, making sure they know how to use it and stuff like that. So I still have all that to do. Um, but yeah, it's going well. It's it's fun to work on something and kind of get something and be creative and create stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, um, so I'm enjoying that. So did you, um, because I remember last time you said that you were also uh, still connecting with some people from Intercom. Um, did you do the actual interviews and how did that turn out? Um, let's see. So I did, well, so I did an interview with a guy that is actually a manager of support teams at Intercom. And I think he's in charge of like 30 support people um, at Intercom. And so it was a really good talking to him and that, and a lot of my insights really came from talking to him. Um, and then I kind of took that and talked to maybe one or two other support customer support kind of people from other companies. But, um, one of the things that he talked about was really where I got kind of like, okay, this is what I should build for my MVP is basically he said, uh, yeah, we have a Slack um, integration with intercom that we use internally that we just made for ourselves. <laughs> like it's, it's not something public. So it's like something only the intercom has. And I was like, well, if they're using it, like, that seems like that's probably a pretty good, I should just build that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So basically, and this is, uh, one of the main parts of what I'm building is <clears throat> basically it's a, so every time an intercom, a customer leaves like a rating, which is, um, I think what I've talked about is I learned that, you know, that's one of the main things support teams care about yeah, is their yeah, ratings yeah, that yeah, are right. coming through. And so anytime, um, a customer leaves a rating, they have an integration that sends that to their Slack channel mm. for their support teams to see, and then it will, you know, give the rating and then the remarks or comments that the customer made so that they can kind of keep on top of that or, or know what's kind of going on and then it allows them since it's like so like it happens right away they can then if if there's something that the customer said or they're upset about something they can then like talk uh, or, or message that customer again or, or follow up basically yeah and yeah, so that's, that's kind of what they use it for and so that's one of the main things i'm building in this little mvp is that part because it's like well that's pretty obvious since they use that and talked to some other people and they said that would be helpful. So <laughs> yeah, so I'm excited about that. It's a, I think it's a good place to start and um, hopefully I can kind of learn from there. So nice. Sounds good. I did have uh, one of the other intercom product managers I was supposed to talk to. He has probably pushed back the meeting like four times now <laughs> it's like oh we're supposed to meet monday and then it gets to monday morning and it's like oh okay wednesday <laughs> oh, then push it back to next monday like that <laughs> but at least uh, he's still i think planning to meet with me at some point <laughs> <laughs> it will happen sometime this year all right <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it will happen once i've already built the whole thing and launched <laughs> and then I talked to him like, hey, so uh, yeah, I already did all this stuff. <laughs> and then he will probably have some secret insight that changes everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I just scrap everything. Yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, it is hard talking to, like, yeah, just getting meetings. You know, people are busy. So I don't know. I think you just have to have that expectation 
I remember yeah, yeah. the very first time with my first business when I started like emailing people, trying to meet with people. It would just take forever, and you're like, "You must not really like what I'm doing," or something. <laughs> like I don't know. You 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 can't let those kind of uh, you know meeting conflicts conflict times and stuff like that like uh, kind of get you down and feeling like they yeah, don't care yeah. or something. Because I don't. I, yeah, that's looking into it a little bit too much. <clears throat> Yeah, that's so. true. I mean, people have things to do, so. <laughs> yeah. Yep, so that's that's pretty much me and what I've been working on. I, I think this next week will be kind of continuing to build out the MVP. Um, I'm kind of like thinking about how I should price it. Um, mm, yeah. I'm thinking for this MVP, like, it will have to be a little bit cheaper maybe just because like it's only going to do so many things. And I'm, I'm just wondering like, is it okay if once I add, you know, all the features or more of the feature set, can I just like bump up the price at that point? <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but I'm thinking of having like three tiers, um, basically based on team sizes. So like I could base it on like how many customers they have in intercom um, or like how many about how many conversations they have a week in intercom to kind of like give it, get an idea of like how often they're using this, like, yeah. you know, how many ratings are coming through and stuff like that. And so I don't think I'll have a free version at least at first, um, but maybe like a, a pretty cheap version that pretty small companies could use and then charge more for bigger companies basically. Um, and then I'm thinking having like a, like a 14 or 21 day free trial to try it out maybe <clears throat> so yeah, yeah. Sounds that's kind of what i'm <laughs> looking at um but yeah I, I don't have to make that decision yet i'm just starting to think about it a little bit <laughs> yeah so um interesting that you mentioned pricing because i also that you mentioned the calls and how people don't have any time <laughs> sometimes um because <laughs> i already also put out um already did did a little bit of um c connecting with potential users last week as well and put out a little video i sent it to you as well so you, you know what oh, i'm talking yeah. about um basically that just, was good yeah thank you well basically just um showing those people that i had already talked to before um a little bit of what i've been up to and what the current state of the community version um is and um yeah i, I sent that out to seven people I've heard back from, I think, five so far. And um, so even with videos, you see sometimes uh, people don't have the time to watch, I guess, <laughs> which is totally fine, <laughs> by the way. Um, yep. But those five <laughs> conversations that um, that I got out of that, was they were already very, very helpful. And um, I got some neat ideas out of that. Like for, for the onboarding um, and moving people over, I decided to just go with a, uh, a whitelist. So you could basically just uh, import a list of email addresses and everybody who's on that list then is able to sign up for the, for, for the private communities. Um, when it's public, you don't have to do that. Obviously, you can just sign up or your users can just sign up. Um, but the, the, the idea with the whitelist is pretty pretty good because then if you or if I build further integrations like like I'm doing right now with Zapier for example um, they can literally just uh, just say trigger trigger something um, will then just send over an email address like somebody subscribes to Podia or Memberful or whatever 
and uh, they integrate with Zapier and then Zapier just uh, sends over the, the email address of the registered person and I just have to put them on the whitelist and that's that's it basically. So um, so yeah, you could even you could even send a letter, a handwritten letter to the person running the community and they just have to put the email address on the whitelist basically. So the, <laughs> the concept is pretty good, I think. Um, yeah. And that, that kind of came out for me in one of those conversations. So that's pretty good. Um, also, people, I <laughs> I was kind of hoping people would comment more on the pricing that I put up, but nobody has done that so far. <laughs> um, so maybe they think it's okay then. It's yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> that's what I would suspect. Like uh, <laughs> everything I've heard so far is that I that I should definitely charge for it, and that they are either paying more right now or they don't see any problem with paying because. Those who actually run private communities, they seem to always charge for it, so they, so mm. they are okay with uh, with <laughs> being charged for the forum as well. That's kind of interesting. Um, but I guess yeah, I, I'll is. just see how it goes, and I can still adjust that when when people are actually buying. So, <laughs> not much worrying about that right now. Um, Another interesting yeah. thing that that I that I came up with this week is the, it's called a multi-tenant setup. I probably have to explain what that means <laughs> um, because I was looking into. Oh yes, go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> that's gonna be interesting, right? <laughs> because I was looking into how I sh- how I could uh, let people bring their own custom domains because I wanna wanna enable people to basically bring their own domains even on the smallest paid plan um, because I think that's just a nice nice to have. So from a technical standpoint yeah. that alone isn't too complicated like they would just point their dns uh, the, the domain and uh, basically to to my server like to the ip and um, the server would have something like a catch-all which then just redirects all the pointing domains to the same application so that that was already working at some point i was like hey that's that's pretty neat and um why not leave it at that and then i actually came across something that's called a multi-tenant setup which means that every client or every community in that sense um, could have their own database and that's kind of neat because it has a lot of advantages like um it's Mm -hmm. it's actually from a security perspective very neat because no data from another community can ever leak into another um because they're literally separated by by database and um this also means that I don't physically have physically separated. Yeah, <laughs> you could even physically separate them, right? I could. Yeah, that's that's another thing. I could horizontally scale and just put put other databases on different servers, and I could do that forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, basically, just load balancing and seeing where to redirect. Mm. And another pretty huge impact is that I don't have to carry over the team ID into every table in my database. Like every query I'm doing right now, basically has this where team ID or where community ID is X. And I basically have to carry that over in every query I make because <laughs> that's that's how I right now make sure that no data is ever fetched from a different team or community. And um, yeah. I don't have to do that for any query anymore because uh, the domain basically dictates which database is used and then I can just use that database and act like there is only one community and only building this for one community anyway. <laughs> that's kind of neat. Yeah, seem. It seems like it would scale a lot better too. Like your queries yeah. would be faster um, later on once you have a lot of data you're going through. Yeah, yeah. You know, per per community now. So that's that's nice. Yeah, that's true. I I had one one conversation where somebody was like, "So we have a lot of users, and I'm worried about scalability and stuff." And I'm like, "So what does what does <laughs> a lot of users mean?" 
and um what <laughs> you know like 10 million or you know um and they were like so it, there's probably like 2.5k users um but of those 2500 there's only 250 active users right now and i'm like mm. all right well that like that doesn't matter that should at not all be a problem yeah <laughs> <laughs> because to me that's literally just just uh a line in the table and i don't really have to care about that um yeah but you can see that if if people want to actually import all those users the database if it were just one it would it would grow fast like if that's just one customer basically <laughs> and they bring on 2000 or 5000 users that's a lot and it grows very fast <laughs> um yeah so putting them in their own database is a smart move and also because for the business plan i was thinking of actually giving people a dedicated server um and if let's let's say somebody upgrades to that plan and they then want to be put on a separate server um <laughs> that is way easier if you have a separate database because then you can just port the yeah. da database over and if i didn't have that i would have to i don't even know how to do that like i would probably have to write a query and get all the data out of the database again and port it over yeah. and it doesn't sound like a good time at all <laughs> no Hey, well, that seems like uh, a really good plan. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious with all this stuff you did. Uh, it seems like you've you've done a lot over the last week. Yeah. Uh, how much time were you spending <laughs> developing this stuff this last week? Don't don't ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say I didn't sleep very well. Um, and <laughs> and whenever I didn't sleep well, I basically turned on the computer. So I did probably spend four hours each day on it um yeah so that's a lot i think uh yeah that's yeah. that's a lot more than i would regularly do um, yeah i think that's i don't know i think it's good like i i kind of see working and especially on your own projects like kind of like a, a roller coaster like an up and down of like you know there's times where you're like you're really wanting to get stuff accomplished yeah. and it's like you might as well just take those times, just like, just go through it, hit it hard, get a lot of stuff done. And then, you know, later an another week, maybe you're not feeling it. Just like, okay, well don't spend as much time. Like yeah, there's yeah, no right. one forcing you to do this. Yeah, that's um, true. So I, I think that's a good way to do it. And I feel like I'm literally on fire right now and I want to keep that drive for as long as possible, actually. Like I've, I've started <laughs> the Zapier integration after talking to somebody which was yesterday and I'm almost done with it right now. <laughs> and it's it's already working. It's got the authorization set up and everything. Um, it's it's kind of crazy because I could spend so much time on it, feeling like I'm moving very fast right now. So I got the admin dashboard done. Um, the, the entire front end is working on mobile pretty well now. Yeah, that all basically happened last week. And actually, actually checked, I, I don't know, did you ask me? I, anyway, I checked um, how long I'm working on the community edition. And it's been only a month so far, which which feels kind of crazy. Like I would have, yeah, I wouldn't have thought that. I thought it's like twice that. Yeah. So, can you share a little bit, like what are what changes have you made that are different for the community edition or add-ons or things you've done differently than oh, yeah. what was already there? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So first of all, because I wanted to do that anyway, I stripped out jQuery. <laughs> um, I did write it all with vanilla JavaScript this time. I kept my module patterns and um, basically mm -hmm. went with modern JavaScript. So I have this Webpack setup right now, which was a pain, obviously. <laughs> um, but it's working fine and it compiles and all kind of working pretty ne pretty neatly. Um, 
that was pretty big for the front end and um at the same time i did strip out some features like the status that people could set that's gone for now um i'm still thinking if i should bring it back mm -hmm. um so I, I basically ported over most features one by one and tried to reduce uh, and make the code a little <laughs> a little more clean see if i can uh, shave off a few seconds from the queries um and uh, well, the, the, the biggest part was probably taking away the offline capabilities because with the initial playgroup, I thought that because I would would have turned it into a Electron application, um, I wanted full, full offline support. And for forums, it feels more like right now I'm building a website or web app and it doesn't mm -hmm. really need full offline capabilities. Like you don't have to use the search when you're offline. I can still later mm -hmm. add like service workers and make stuff work offline halfway decent. Um, but it's definitely a different priority for uh, for forums, I feel. So that, that whole part is gone. And that, that was actually a lot of code that I could strip out there. Nice. That's good. Um, it, it does feel it pretty like, clean. Yeah. Well, it's kind of cool that you get to go second time around and kind of <laughs> go through it and and take out the parts that you don't need yeah, anymore, yeah. make it better. Um, it seemed like in the video there was like a couple new screens or a couple new things, like um, uh, feature-wise, or no? I did definitely polish the member view. Um, so, yeah. so where I actually want to take this is that I want community leaders, like the people who run the community, they should be able to um, make their own fields for profiles so that people let, like, let's say you have a community for, for book nerds and you sh you could be able to create a field that's called favorite book. And then everybody who signs up can basically set up their favorite book. Um, that would be pretty neat because it's like whatever niche you're in, you probably have different needs uh, and different interests. Mm -hmm. And that would be kind of, kind of awesome to have that. Um, I don't think like I did at the, um, the DM features, uh, I think they didn't really make it into the final version of the of the remote teams. Um, okay, and then the like direct messaging that you have now is yeah. that synchronous or asynchronous? Like, oh, that's async. That? That's that's basically like old school forum DMs. Like they don't <laughs> they don't go through to the other person uh, okay instantaneously, but they uh, they can refresh and then will fetch. I might actually put in some polling like every five minutes or something like that. That should be enough, I think. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah, it, it was looking really good, looking really polished and. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, what's what's kind of next? Like, you're finishing up the Zapier integration. What other things do you feel like you have to do before you kind of relaunch with this? So there are two big parts that I'm tackling right now. One of them is importing users. I kind of finished that today, um, like giving it a CSV of, of email addresses and then it just uh, imports all of them. And uh, then you can, then it then it basically spits out who is on your on your whitelist, so to say. And mm -hmm. you can manually add some somebody or remove somebody again. Um, then obviously the Zapier integration um, and the biggest, biggest part actually <laughs> is um, importing content. Um, so, I do know that people I've talked to are using, or two of them are using PHP BB, and one of them is using, or two of them is are using Discourse, and one is Flarem. <laughs> so I actually have three different um, 
different <laughs> kinds of forums people are running right now that have <laughs> have said they would be interested in beta testing. And um, I have no mm. idea how the databases for those forums look. I'm pretty sure that discourse um, could be straightforward because I know they have topics and threads. I don't know if they have tags actually because tags, I wouldn't know how to map those to, to anything that I have in, in Playgroup right now. And um, I mean, topics could just be channels and threads stay threads and that's <laughs> that's it. Um, but I'll definitely yeah. have to set up a discourse forum and a PHP BB forum and then, you know, fill it with random data and try to export it. And from that exported yeah. data, then write an importer. <laughs> and that's kind of important because you definitely want to keep keep all your data and move that over if you if you switch forums. Yeah. Yeah, that's so are you going to try like how are you gonna which one are you gonna try to do are you gonna try to like build all of those <laughs> well i i did search around a little bit for uh people who've tried exporting or importing discourse data and because it's written in ruby most of the stuff you find is is also written in ruby <laughs> which i don't know um but i'll probably try discourse first because it's very I feel like most forums these days are run on Discourse mm -hmm. and then older generations use PHP BB. So I'd probably go at it in this order. And I feel like Flarum is um, okay. is the most modern one, but also the one that is least used. Um, so yeah, probably just in that mm -hmm. order. And then just once I have the integration or the, the important done for, um, for either of them, I could actually go back to the people running those forums and say, hey, um, like this is the this is actually the time that I that we could that we could really literally test this and um, try to import your data and see see if it works. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, that sounds like a good plan. Yeah. Um, so you're hoping that work. you could then test it out with those communities and and they'll actually start using it. Yeah, I mean, I probably still have to do one very serious. I don't know, like sales conversation, like, hey, are you like, <laughs> do you want to, you want to take a go at this? Um, so one thing I'm thinking I could do before is just set up a, um, a fictional community basically and let people in so they can not only see it in a video, but actually play around with it, get a feel for it. And mm -hmm. then when they say, hey, this is, this is pretty good. And I'd love to actually port the community over or whatever, or they their interest is actually more than it was before. And then that's a good sign. And I'd probably just try to, like basically just ask them if they want to be like the first users and uh, maybe give some discount and get them over <laughs> nice that that's uh gonna be exciting yeah hope it works out <laughs> <laughs> yeah sweet well anything else to update us on uh, i think that's about it I mean that's a lot already <laughs> oh yeah yeah not that you need to have more that yeah that was a lot <laughs> So let's see, we, we talked about, we think it would be fun to have one of you listeners join us on the podcast and we could just chat and maybe hear a little bit about what you're up to. Um, so if you are a listener and you'd like to be on the podcast, reach out to us on Twitter and maybe we can set something up here in the next week or two for a future episode. We thought that'd be kind of a fun thing to do. Yeah, that would be neat. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Otherwise, um, check out the show notes and uh, leave a review on your podcast player. Uh, let other people know about uh, this podcast, what we're trying to do. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been fun. 30 episodes. It's It's been oh, fun yeah. doing it. And uh, 
So yeah, we'll we'll see you guys in another episode. And thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye.